tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. On this episode of the Heat Check, we continue our Eastern Conference preview and we are going to be looking at the Central. Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, Indy, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh baby, is anybody excited about this fucking division? Not me. I guess you could say the Milwaukee Bucks are bringing everybody's stock up. So let's get right into it, William. Drop that generic ass beat that should be Rihanna. We're breaking down all the biggest NBA storylines. You're tuned in to the Heat Check. The Heat Check with Trista Crick. The best podcast covering all the drama around the association. All right, let's start with the Chicago Bulls. Woo-wee! Chicago Bulls just living on their past success. They don't care. They don't care, folks, how many games they win. They don't care about a goddamn thing except for money. Key additions, Javon Carter, Tory Craig. Key subtractions, Patrick Beverly, Derek Jones Jr., I don't think either any of those four players are meaningful to any roster, and I like Javon Carter. What could you say about the Bulls, really? What can you say about them? When they barely make a play-in tournament and their biggest off-season move is is Tory Craig? Tory Craig? Oh, my God, gross. People forget about the Bulls and that they had this commanding lead on the Heat and the play-in tournament with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. It was all very cute. And then nobody could hit an open look. You had Zach Levine missing shots, t- holding on to the ball too long, and then the Miami Heat end up going from almost getting bounced to making it to the finals. This Chicago Bulls team, I'm sorry to say, if you don't already know, you're probably not a Chicago Bulls fan. They don't care about a goddamn thing except for packing out the UC, their arena. They don't care about winning. They don't care about contending. They're not going to make moves. They fucking extended Nikola Vucevic, one of the worst defenders in the league. Paid him his dough. You got DeMar DeRozan, old. I like DeMar. You got Zach Levine, one leg. Bucket getter, not playing defense. You got Vucevic. He can get a double-double for you on any given night, but he's not a plus player in any regard. I love Alex Crusoe, but goddamn, Chicago, do something. Do something. Make a move. Trade some guys. Not just extend players that don't help you win. I'm annoyed at them. They have been living off of the fumes of the Jordan era for two generations now. We're like, oh, yeah, Bulls, like, very important logo, like, very raucous crowd. They sell games out. But, like, you want to know why Jordan is the GOAT? He took a forgettable franchise and made them so great 
that they still get a pass multiple decades later. We think Bulls, we think Jordan. And that is, they've done one thing since, which is get Derrick Rose for a quick little season where he had the MVP. Here's where the Bulls are at in a nutshell. Patrick Williams, according to Zach Lowe, is looking for a $200 million extension. Are you serious? No kidding. I'm not joking you. This is a guy averaging 9.7 points per game and four rebounds per game. Trying to get trying to get 200 million? This is a guy I don't even like for 20 million a year, let alone whatever 200 million over 5 year works out to. That's what. This is a, that's 40 million? Oh my fucking god. They have some nice pieces. They have some, I guess. I like DeMar DeRozan. He's a bucket. He is getting kind of old. He is languishing in Chicago. Someone save him. Someone go get him. Caruso, still one of the best defenders in the league. Levine is still a bucket-ish. 25-5-4 and in 77 games. I mean, the Bulls people will tell you, oh, you know, people were ragging on Zach Levine. He wasn't nearly as bad as everybody says. He was pretty good, actually. Like, when you have to defend your superstar for not being as bad as everybody's making him out to be, he wasn't great. He wasn't great. Io Dasunmu, they're hoping for major stri- strides from him, and I like Io a lot. Dalen Terry, they're hoping for major strides from him. And my argument to those people who are expecting that is, okay. <laughs> and then what? And what are you getting? Like, let's let's act like Io Dasunmu, who I like quite a bit, and Dalen Terry, who I like quite a bit, both exceed expectations. What are you then? What is this team then? Are you a six seed? Congratulations, you did not have to go to the play-in tournament. Gross. Like, what, do you, what are you? Are you, are you a set? I don't even think you're that. I think you're like an eight or a nine seed. That's the issue. This is a team that just is totally fine with being mediocre. They are totally fine with being a 500 team if that means that they can compete on a night-to-night basis and beat anyone on a given Tuesday in the regular season. But they are a mile from winning anything of no. And if I'm a fucking fan of that team, I am livid. We now turn to the Cleveland Cavaliers. They made some moves, actually. Key additions, Max Struess in a trade. I think it was a sign-in trade. George Nyang, bang, bang, Nyang, free agent. Amani Bates, who I absolutely am in love with. Key subtractions. I actually think Chetty Osman is on this team. I think Chetty Osman's still there. Either way, if he's there, if he's not there, not relevant to my breakdown. I kind of think the Cavs are a, uh, a forgotten team. They were a wagon in the regular season. A lot of people last year were like, ooh, Cavs about to make noise. Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, backcourt of the future, bucket getters, guys that are able to protect the rim, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, et cetera, et cetera. You had Donovan Mitchell as a legit MVP candidate last year, averaged just shy of 30 a game. You have a deep bench-ish, not a lot of wings, decent coaching. They've got assets that they can move to add another piece that they had to. And yet, guys like Bill Simmons are hammering their under for their wins. Paul Pierce is saying that Donovan Mitchell can't wait to get the fuck out of Cleveland, which I wouldn't blame if that was true. So what gives? What gives? I think the hype surrounding the Cavs has been about how Donovan Mitchell doesn't want to be there. 
If Donovan Mitchell had signed an extension, we'd be feeling a lot different about this Cavs team, would we not? Bill Simmons says it's the worst kept secret in the NBA. But remember, Damian Lillard to Miami was a done deal. So until it's done, it's not done. And until Donovan Mitchell flees Cleveland, he is a Cavalier. Period. Period. I'm very skeptical, especially considering that Donovan Mitchell probably doesn't want to turn down a massive contract that only Cleveland can offer him. Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. Does he fit with Darius Garland? I don't know. I mean, we've done the CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard thing before. Maybe, maybe Darius Garland gets traded at some point if Donovan Mitchell stays. Darius Garland's an all-star, though. Made his first all-star last year. Evan Mobley, hoping to bounce back. Obviously, one of the most intriguing players in the NBA right now, and the future of the Cavs really hinges on him. Kind of a meh, meh sophomore year for him. Got cooked. Absolutely barbecued in the playoffs. He's going to need to develop an outside shot, even a mid-range shot, to some sort of consistent level in order to be a player that the Cavs can rely on. And also, you add then Jared Allen, who, in, on one hand, phenomenal player for this team, but is kind of the issue. Kind of feels like the odd man out. I like him. Do I like him on the Cavs? I don't know. The roster feels a little tricky to me. What he does well overlaps with Evan Mobley. A little too much, actually. I mean, there's been rumors about them moving on from Jared Allen. If you move him for like a guy, maybe like OG Ananobi? Or maybe Pascal Siakam? That actually maybe makes the team a lot better. They add Max Strews. This team's going to have shooting now. They didn't have a lot of three-point shooting last year, and now you got Strews, and now you got Niang, bang, bang, Niang. I like saying it like that. Most importantly, the young gun, Amani Bates, he's an X factor for this team. He could be special. Remember, he was a top recruit. He was like the top high schooler in the country at one point. So you add, you have Levert, you have Niang, and you have Max Struess on top of Amani Bates. I think that's a solid little bench. I hate Okoro, though. He's got to go. He's got to go. The upside of this team is probably where they were last year, three, four in the East. If they're top three at the deadline, maybe they make a move. Are they a contender? No. But the East, not super deep. It's kind of Milwaukee and Boston's to lose. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Let's move forward. We move to the north. The Detroit Pistons. Key additions. Monty Williams. Head coach, he comes over. Joe Harris in the trade. Monty Morris in a trade. Marcus Sasser, yes, in the draft. And Osser Thompson in the draft as well. They lose no one but Dwayne Casey. Addition by subtraction. The Pistons, 
They basically cleaned house, got rid of Dwayne Casey, very sad. They rebooted the reboot, and they hired a player's coach, Monty Williams. I was a little shocked he wanted this job, honestly, after coaching the Suns. I figured maybe he would wait for some other coaches to get fired before he came over and coached again. But, hey, maybe Monty is good with young players. Ask DeAndre Ayton. I think he'd disagree. But Jay Crowder, think he'd disagree as well. I like... Money on a team with young players with no expectations and they're still young enough to not fight him or argue with him. You know, once you become a superstar, I think Monty Williams, you might end up tuning him out. But they are very young. They're very athletic. They're filled with talent that has largely been untapped. Untapped talent. They are still in the beginning stages of their maturation. You take the center position, for example. They've got four centers. And the lowest draft pick at center is Isaiah Stewart at 16. They have James Wiseman, number two pick in the draft. You got Bagley in the draft was number two. Jalen Duran went 13. I like Jalen Duran the most out of all of them. But you're talking about four guys in the, in the top 16? That is a, a bunch of dudes that you know at least at one point had very high ceilings and a ton of untapped potential. This is the year, though, where you figure out who you need to keep and who you need to cut bait with. And now it's up to Monty to either find a way to extract that value or to move some pieces. Rumor is it's either Wiseman or Bagley this year. And I bet you, I bet you, it's Wiseman. The team is obviously built around Cade Cunningham. He missed most of last season. I saw him play against the Warriors. I think that was one of his last games. It was about a year ago, almost, today. The dude is an absolute bucket. I look for him to flourish. You saw him cooking players in the FIBA when he was in the Team USA Select. I think he could average 22, 10, and 7. I mean, he's a guy who can legit get you a lot of assists and rebounds. Add in Jaden Ivey, who I think they're actually a little cold on Jaden Ivey right now, but Killian Hayes has been absolutely killing it in the preseason. If they can get a lot out of Killian Hayes, they could be very interesting. Can they play defense? I don't know. We'll see. But truly, the excitement is surrounding around Osser Thompson and Marcus Sasser. Osser, as we know, defensive specialist. Sasser played for Houston. He's a solid shooter. He's got toughness. He's got grit. I like him a lot. Think of him as like a a taller Jalen Brunson. Sasser says he models his game after Jalen Brunson. Both are going to see minutes this year. I really like the Marcus Sasser pickup. What is the upside of the Pistons? I think they're two years away from being two years away. But they're going to be better. They're going to be a lot better. Maybe 30 wins. Are they going to get a top five draft pick? Maybe. The ceiling is not much higher than their floor, I think. They're still fun. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. I can't call what they can be, but I can call where they're headed, which is uh, probably a league pass team. We turn to one of my sleepers in the East, the Indiana Pacers. Yes, I love what they did in the offseason. I think they won the offseason. I think they're top three team in terms of what they did in the draft and in free agency. So Bruce Brown, they get as a free agent. Why they wanted him at this point in their development of their team, I don't know, but he helps them a lot, and I think he's a piece if they want to move him to a contender. Ben Shepard, they get him in the draft from Belmont. I like him. Kind of moves a little funny. 
but he's definitely a high character, high IQ guy. Jairus Walker in the draft, an absolute fucking beast. He can stand out and show out immediately. Then they get Obi Toppin in the trade. Key subtraction, they lose out on Chris Duarte. Chad Buchanan, friend of show, one of my favorite GMs in the league. I don't think he gets enough respect. I love what he's done. My man Buck, building around Tyrese Halliburton. Smartest move that you could make because I think Tyrese is a star. I think he's going to make multiple all-star games. I think he could lead the league in assists. I think he's going to be able to do things that the Sacramento Kings couldn't have him do because they had De'Aaron Fox. And do I love this roster? Boy, oh boy. Firstly, let me just apologize. I didn't think Miles Turner was ever going to stay on this roster. But truthfully, I don't think the Indiana Pacers thought Miles Turner was going to stay on this roster. And we were wrong. We collectively, me and the Pacers, were wrong. He and Tyrese Halliburton fit like a hand in a glove. The shocking extension that he had means he'll probably be the Pacer for a foreseeable future. And I kind of love it. I kind of love it. I do. For most rumored to be traded, he was basically John Collins for like three years. And then now job security at the same damn place. I love it. I love it for him. The trade machine has put him in their Hall of Fame for being part of like 83% of all possible trades in the last four years. But no, 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 no. He is now the center of the future for them. The roster is dope. You got Miles Turner at center. You got Hallie running the point. You got Ben Matherin, who I love, an explosive two or three. You got Aaron Neesmith on this team who just signed an extension. You got Buddy Heald, who's probably going to be traded. They got Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown's going to start, by the way. Obi Toppin's going to start right away. So Aaron Neesmith and Buddy Heald are coming off the bench. My, oh, my. And then you add Ben Shepard, Oscar Tshibwe, Jairus Walker, and Isaiah Wong. Isaiah Wong is good, by the way. Isaiah Wong's very good. He is a bucket getter out of Miami. I didn't even mention Andrew Nemhard. This is a surprise playoff team to me. This is a team that you could see be fifth in the East, sixth in the East. Maybe I'm wrong, but I am so drinking the Kool-Aid on the Indiana Pacers, you might as well just tell me to walk off that cliff because I'm walking off. I am drinking that Kool-Aid. Milwaukee Bucks, let's move forward. Boy, oh boy, are they exciting, huh? Key additions, Malik Beasley, Robin Lopez, Campaign, Damian fucking Lillard, and Adrian Griffin, the coach. Key subtractions, Budenholzer, Drew Holiday, and Grayson Allen. I didn't know. I didn't know if John Horst would do it. Giannis was basically screaming to do something. Hey, I'm going to leave. Make, make us a contender. Show me that you love me. Show me that you're serious. Show me that you're going to do something for me. And they did just that. In the middle of a very sleepy offseason, the Milwaukee Bucks, they put their big boy pants on to get one of the best pure scorers in the league and a player that could get you bucket and crunch time, which they've never had since Giannis was there. A guy that you can call on, it's game time. Put your watch on. Put your finger to the watch. It's game time. Yeah, one of the best. You trade in one of the best perimeter Defenders in the league for a guy who you can count on in the playoffs to get you a bucket. Why? Because that offense, that half-court offense, was abysmal. And just like that, 
Giannis signs the extension. He lied. He said, I'm not signing it until next season. Doesn't make any sense for me. I need bigger money than that. Yada, yada, yada. And just at the deadline, at the strike of midnight almost, three years, $186 million. It keeps him in Milwaukee, which will reportedly pay him $80 million in his final year. That is a shitload of cheddar. Shitload of cheese curds, Milwaukee fans. Are you serious? That is how you keep the Greek freak happy. Give him what he wants. That's a lot of Oreos. That man loves himself some Chick-fil-A. That's a lot of chicken tenders. And if you think the $80 million for Giannis is maybe too much money because it might be too much money for any human, news broke today that Giannis brings $2 billion in value to the Milwaukee Bucks. That's why our man Slazery and the Haslams, the owners, the Bucks, they were like, yo, you better lock his ass up. $2 billion? Give him whatever he wants. His contract extension is less than 10% of that. So Giannis could legitimately make like $150 million a year, and he would still be underpaid, honestly. The offense, to me, is going to be fucking fun. The pick and roll is going to be so deadly. Let's put it this way. Blazers averaged 1.13 points per possession when Lillard was the ball handler in pick and roll situations last year, which means... Points, 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 points. That's what they're getting. The points are coming for our bucks, baby. Giannis is going to be so wide open, he's never even seen such a thing. Honestly, been thinking about it, Giannis to win MVP is a real thing. Giannis to win Defensive Player of the Year is a real thing. He is going to score. Gone are the days of we just build a wall around Giannis, make him be a free throw shooter. No, no, sir. No, no, sir. How can you double Damian Lillard and double Giannis? That means a lot of... My man Bobby Portis in the corner. Whap. Three. Whap. Middleton. Middleton, one of the best catch-and-shoot shooters in the league, is going to get so many of those opportunities, it's insane. Defensively, I'm sus. Dame says he's going to be a plus defender. Uh, I will believe it when I see it. He's going to get cooked like barbecued chicken. The good news, though, is that they have a pretty good front court defensively with Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, and Giannis. Chris Middleton, like I said, he's going to be open a lot, but how is his knee? Because he's currently dealing with his annual, oh, something's wrong with Chris Middleton's knee, prognosis. And that scares me. I like the campaign pickup. I like the Malik Beasley pickup. The Milwaukee depth is not as bad as you would think, considering that they have a bunch of all-stars on this team. This team's a contender. Um... Absolutely. The thing, though, that gives me great pause about Milwaukee is the fact that Adrian Griffin's a new head coach, and he clearly is on some power struggle bullshit. He is literally on the, I am new to the job, so I'm going to tell you I'm in charge. I am going to let you know who's wearing the big balls here. And so Terry Stotts, who coached Damian Lillard for nine years, comes to the team right before Dame gets traded, and then Adrian Griffin yells at him about some nonsense, and Terry Stotts is like, yeah, I'm done with this shit. That gives me great pause. It is this, I have to assert my dominance because I'm new at the job kind of vibe. So are the Bucks real? They're about as real as it gets. I don't know if any team in the East is as good as the Nuggets, but I tell you what, this Bucks team is going to be fun, and Dame time on the East Coast will be a must-see. That is all the time that we have for this episode of the Heat Check. Come back later this week for an all-new episode, Friday, maybe Thursday too. Check out the feed as well. New episodes will pop up like a sweet island breeze. And follow the heat check as we head into this new NBA season, which started last night. Do not forget to download, subscribe, and tell your friends. And follow us on social at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok.